0: And welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast.
1: Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things.
0: We want to hear your thoughts
1: on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. Hello, hello. How goes it?
0: We are going to step into this fictional world that. It's quite beautiful. There's a lot of ugliness going on. <laughs> I thought
1: like you were starting a movie trailer. You know that in a world. Like that's <laughs> how you sound it for a minute.
0: We are recapping Salt Burn 2023. It is a drama. It is two hours and seven minutes long. Rated R. I'm surprised it wasn't M.A., frankly.
1: Um, Yeah. Or what's the other criteria that they uh give to like really above rated R movies that they N C seventeen. Yes, that they wanted to do to uh that one film with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams I talked about before. Yeah, this should have been could have been an N C seventeen.
0: It was released November 22nd, 2023 in theaters and became available on streaming December 22nd, 2023. It is currently on Prime. Here is a summary. Academy Award-winning filmmaker Emerald Fennell brings us a beautifully wicked tale of, of privilege and desire. Struggling to find his place at Oxford, student Oliver Quick Finds himself drawn into a world of the charming, aristocratic Felix Canton, who invites him to Saltburn, his eccentric family sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. Cast, yes. we have Barry Conan as Oliver Quick, Jacob Alardi as Felix Canton, we have Roseman Pike. As Elspeth, Richard E. Grant as Sir James, Alison Oliver as Venetia, Archie Medwick as Farland Start. These names are really kind of funny.
1: Oliver Quick. Very, um, like, sounds like book reference. Yes.
0: Yes. in like fictional old time yeah. book Literary. Characters. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, literary. literary. Yeah. Emerald Fennel. Is the both the director and screenwriter and producer of this movie? Um, in terms of producers, we also have Josie McNamara and Margot Robbie. Ratings for this film, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gives it 71% and the audience scores 79%. Google Users gave this film 78%. What is your grade for salt burn?
1: Let me start just by saying I really did not want to watch this film after I saw some of those intense is the word I guess I'll use scenes. Um, There was one particular lady on social media who posted her family's reactions throughout. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch this. So I ended up reading the entire film before I watched it. So y'all know I like to go into a lot of projects cold. This was not one of them. I went into this steaming hot Knew the whole plot, <laughs> knew what was gonna happen, had already watched the end scene. Okay. So I went into it thinking I wasn't really gonna be, wasn't really going to be able to sit through it. But to my surprise, in my opinion, it was not as shocking in totality as far as the story goes as I expected. There was a lot more to it than just those shocking awe scenes.
0: And that's why I was really surprised by the ratings being relatively high. Like this is a decent, the ratings aren't abysmal. It, it was so funny in preparation for uh, this week, I was like, well, we can either do salt burn or leave the world behind, but <laughs> the ratings for leave the world behind are so low. Right? That ending because, was trash. Yes. And so I was like, well, Let's let's talk about the social media darling saltburn. So that's how we kind of
1: if that's how we want to categorize it as a darling. I am
0: being hilarious
1: right <laughs> now. <laughs> but so with all saying all of that, my grade inevitably is a B because I did get wrapped up into the story, even though I knew it was gonna happen because I found the performances to be so engaging. Um, I know Barry Keoghan has played a lot of character parts so far. Like, but he's a character I, actor. Yeah. I still remember him from his version of Joker that was just in the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I so that was I had him? that was him. So I had like this thought of him one way. So to see him playing a more demure, timid type of character I was just curious to see what he did with it Jacob Ellerdy I already have familiarity with obviously from um, Euphoria as well as the Kissing Booth films and all of that so and Rosamund Pike Rosamund Pike is a chillingly effective actress in a lot of her roles I either hate her like I did in the one film that was on Netflix, or I feel some level of interest in her, like I did with Gone Girl. So the cast just gave me more of an interest than I had expected. So overall, my grade is a B. What about you?
0: My grade for Saltburn is the same. It's a B. This film was immersive, like similar to when we were discussing Black Cake. I was in Oxford in 2006 i felt that like i felt like saltburn itself the estate was gorgeous i i appreciated the vibrancy and the beauty of the environment and i was sucked in to everyone's dialogue to your point the performances were well done and they were hilarious they were hilarious When Rosamund Pike's character is interacting with her friend, Pamela, hilarious. That whole interaction and it's that dry, subtle humor. I was invested. Now,
1: men are so wonderfully dry.
0: (laughs) That is what sold me on that movie, on this movie, Ashley, when she said I was a lesbian. Yeah. She took me out with that. That line is going to be iconic. Like, I I see us quoting it in the future.
1: Uh, Chillingly <laughs> effective in her roles.
0: So, the ick was icking though, Ashley. And mm-hmm. my mouth was agape on multiple, multiple scenes throughout this movie. And we'll get to it. So, with that being said, spoiler alert! The films follow... A scholarship student, Oliver Quake, as he attends Oxford in the fall of 2006.
1: Ugh, that's so scary to me. I would have been in school with him. (laughs) Terrifying.
0: Exactly. He's finding his way, trying to see where he fits. His life changes forever when he meets Felix, a popular aristocratic pretty boy. Let's talk about our first impressions of Oliver and
1: Felix. It was a typical trope with their dynamic, right? It's the charismatic, rich, popular, I'm the king of the in-crowd type with Jacob Ellardy's character. And then with Oliver, you know, the timid, shy, oh, I'm on the outside looking in, even though the dude who did befriend him was a little insane, if you ask me. I was
0: saying... I called him intense because I'm just like, dude,
1: when what? I sit down and you yell at the top of your lungs over dinner, because I'm not doing what you asked me to do, this is the first time I've ever laid eyes on you, let alone talk to you. I was like, he's a little crazy. Like, absolutely. He, he's a little insane for that. But yeah, those dynamics. I mean, that's it's like a tale as old as time with the dynamics between the two, um, the way they set it up when we meet them initially. And it feels like lion and lamb, right? It feels like Jacob is the lion and Oliver is the lamb. And I'm sorry, I keep calling him Jacob. What's his character's name again? Felix. 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 I'm gonna try to call him Felix.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's giving mean girls. It's giving, I'm new in town. You somehow catch the eye of the popular person and you slowly transform yourself to fit in, right? I called it their meet you. So one day- Oliver is riding his bike and he sees Felix essentially on the side of the road and he offers his bike to Felix and he walks home. This is the beginning of their relationship. Were you surprised by Oliver's generosity towards
1: Felix? I was not surprised by Oliver's generosity, but I was surprised why Felix didn't just walk his ass wherever he needed to go. I was like, is it really that far that you, you wasn't going to go if you didn't have your bike? And then you expected Oliver to walk your bike back to school.
0: It was the audacity for me. And so, again, I was a little surprised by his generosity, but then I wasn't because I feel like when it comes to popular people, they're used to people giving them things. (laughs) I mean, girls give their bodies often and freely (laughs) to him. What's a bike, right? I think it's interesting that Felix essentially pulled Oliver under his wing I thought it was going to be temporary, but he started hanging out with the crew, hanging out with Felix's cousin, Farland Start, who is a character on his own. (laughs) We'll get to that. It did appear that Oliver was getting a little bit too attached
1: watching Felix's hookups. What was his deal? He was single white mailing them at that point right it was like do you want to get into his skin um i thought that felix was way too trusting to be that rich i was like you need to be Mm -hmm. way more discerning with who you allow in your company and in your circle you're too rich for all of this that's so
0: true but felix did try to shake off oliver and it didn't really last very long. The audience, along with Felix, learned more about Oliver and his upbringing. We find out that his parents are addicts, addicted to drugs and alcohol, and he essentially was a scholarship kid trying to find his way uh, despite his upbringing. One day, Oliver gets a call from his mother, letting him know that his father had died. Whew. Felix, being... A friend invites Oliver to his family estate, salt burn. Again, I am surprised on how quickly this relationship (laughs) evolved. You just essentially met him. I'm sure months go by, but still it just seems like a lot to bring a friend home from college. But to be fair, we both had our college experiences. And when you're in forced proximity, you get to know people very well in a short amount of time. So maybe it that's wasn't true. too
1: soon. It was too soon still to me though. But I think the way that they depict Felix is Felix kind of has a very open heart. Um, even in his interactions, when you see people, his one of the women that he you know, slept with and had a relationship with, she was talking about Oliver and he was like, that's just so mean and that's this and that. So you get the sense that he is this genuinely nice person even despite you know him being wealthy and people around him not necessarily being quite as nice in that way but I also I think when I was um watching it despite you know knowing quite a bit about what was going to happen I was thinking like Felix did you have any type of like ulterior motives like are you lonely or do you like like to take on almost like Project. Charity. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you that type of rich person? You know, how, how, how much uh, is it reinforcing your own validity about who you think you are that you would bring this old poor friend of mine yeah. along with me to the house for the summer? You know, I was just wondering what his ultimate thought process was behind it. And then again, I'm like, man, these places that are so lux that they have a name, It's great. That is what (laughs) I am saying. Let me take you to Saltburn. That's not a city. That's just the name of the house. That's the name of the estate. house has
0: a name. And I agree with you, Ashley. It's like, what is your deal, Felix? Like, do you have a savior complex? Mm -hmm. I know there's this common saying that, you know, rich people, when they get tired of collecting things, they like to collect people. Yep this is alluded to multiple times I like to call the weird guy that you mentioned earlier the math guy he ran into Oliver in the library saying oh you look different he'll get bored of you so like the buildup is there and I went in cold I knew coming into this film that there was going to be something crazy going on in the tub but I didn't know exactly what that was right <laughs> So, me watching this film, I'm thinking, oh, when you are in their territory, you know, all bets are off. I'm thinking, get out. I'm thinking um, that movie that came out several years ago, Ready or Not, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm. or even the one that came out not too so long ago with our girl from Game of Thrones and the family turned out to be vampires. And they were bringing no, her there. which movie? It was the, the so the one, that Break the Chains, the one who was Daenerys' right-hand Missande, girl. Missandei, yes. I cannot think of her name right now. For some reason, salute me. And I love her. Love you, Yes! Girl. It's my girl. The yeah. Dr- Dracula, like, retelling or something like it that. It was her going, and it was like, oh, this is my long-lost family that I yes. didn't know about. And this is my lineage. So I'm gonna go to the house. Turns out they were vampires. Girl, was crazy. Yep. And she was a sacrifice
0: so it was definitely giving me all those vibes when again you're going to an estate with its own name uh let's talk about saltburn i feel like in some ways it was its own character in this film uh it was a peculiar place full of history
1: and beauty were you impressed no honestly i was not impressed i don't like Um, really old decor, um, no matter how rich you are or how much history something has. Like, I think architectural history is beautiful. Interior history is not to me. So, you know, it's like, oh, this is the blue room. This is the green room. Everything looks like whoever was the original owner, y'all just dusted it off and kept it. And so I just wanted a more modern, fresh look. I get, though, that it had the character that it had because of the family, right? And the family is quite eccentric. And, you know, yeah, the yeah. lineage that probably goes along with it makes a lot of sense. But I think for me, what aesthetically is pleasing to me was not what was aesthetically pleasing to them. The grounds were beautiful. Like, to be have all of this at your disposal, to go lay butt naked out in the field, which I wouldn't Girl, have done. But still, no. you know, you can do it. Because guess what? This is our estate
0: like what what do rich people really do all day it's like let's come up with different ways to
1: play tennis get drunk, uh in a tuxedo in fashion now that rang so true i'm like how many rich people related to that scene right there because i guarantee you y'all do this shit y'all put on y'all finest stuff and just go do regular stuff
0: they also had a very intense butler in duncan I definitely gave him the side eye several times. Duck can be watch.
1: drinking blood or killing people or something.
0: Or something. No one he probably got a foot fetish.
1: <laughs> beyond. The way this movie is set up, he got beyond a foot fetish. He keeping feet in the basement. I feel like they wanted to give him a lurch vibe, but he was not that for me. He wasn't poised. He was just really, really weird.
0: Very, very. Again. You know, this film starts off with Oliver essentially retelling his time with Felix and his time at Saltburn, the conversation of, is he in love with Felix, right? And so I saw Emerald do a Vanity Fair director's cut of the tour of Saltburn, where Felix is essentially being beautiful and gorgeous and showing him this beautiful ancient, you know, place, and giving irreverent anecdotes of oh, some ancient lord has jizz on the on the cover. Do you remember that? No, <laughs> no. But I say all that to say, did she achieve what she was trying to do? Did you were you aware of the house, or were you only looking at Felix?
1: I was aware of the house. I think that's one of the things about this uh, movie that I struggle with a little bit is that I'm not attracted to the leads. And so there's a lot that is insinuated about like there's both of their sex appeal. But really, we get into Oliver's sex appeal and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, it's not I don't feel it. It's not there for me personally. But that's me. That's my taste. That's my aesthetic
0: think with Jacob being like six five he's a lot of people aesthetic you know what i mean i feel like he's
1: still he's still his character off of euphoria and he's going to be for a long time and and that's again
0: contribute to some of my preconceived notions coming into this film frankly it's like oh so you have this young geeky guy who gets under the wing of the popular dude who has a family estate. And this is the same actor that we have come to know Nate. as a terrorist mm-hmm. from Ethiopia. Some sugar, honey, iced tea is about to go down. Yep. Was Felix family a red flag for you? I mean, the way he introduced his mom talking about she has an aversion to ugliness um, and hair phobia
1: I think to come into the room and they're already talking shit would have been a lot to digest, but I also don't think it would be unexpected given what he, I'm sure, already has experienced and thinks he's going to experience from people with that level of wealth and privilege, right? Like, I don't think it's shocking to think that they talk shit about you or talk shit about other people. So it was just kind of like a lot of energy When you enter the room and his mom is immediately all over you. Tell me everything, darling. I'm so sorry to hear. I'm like, ma'am. Exactly. Give him a minute to just breathe and process and be here.
0: And the shade she's been throwing her friend. Now, don't get me wrong. Being in somebody's house for a year does seem like a lot. But they also live in an estate. So it still was giving privilege for me i don't know What's well, also what like how think?
1: can you be close to somebody and then you talk mad shit about them the whole time Major. that they're there that's not really your friend so again it went to really the idea of friend. like well did felix invite you here because y'all just like projects and charity cases like y'all are not genuine
0: exactly exactly
1: but also Oof. she was talking shit about her daughter i was like what do you mean she's sexually incontinent like what, did, oh. what are we saying
0: She said that she is the wettest of wet blankets. (laughs) And the poor girl has an eating disorder.
1: She's like, you didn't see her lounging around waiting, waiting for you. Yeah, she's trying to figure out how to just how you just could like come upon her or something like that, she said. So yeah, talking mad shit.
0: Let's go ahead and get into Oliver's interaction with Felix's sister, Venetia. There seems to be a lot for her to unpack just slowly going off of the base of her potential relationship with her mom if the way her mom talks about her is any indication. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's giving me Alexis vibes but more in in a more serious Ah. situation in terms of peak party girl but sis has an eating disorder and likes to party a little too hard with the drugs and the alcohol
1: oh, I didn't even think about Alexis. I can't even throw my girl down like that. Mm -mm. This girl got real problems.
0: She got real problems.
1: But I have to say
0: the way he was interacting with her did come off a bit predatory. I'm referring to Oliver. The first time seemed innocent enough, but the second time seemed to be a lot um, with him being a vampire and all.
1: I think these are the first cracks that you see in this veneer of this Oliver persona that we've come to see over the course of the film. Over the course of the film, he seemed to be meek. He seemed to be mal-mannered. He seemed to be apologetic. But when he comes down the steps to seduce Venetia, I'm like, oh, where'd this swag come from? where did it come from other personality come from you never have shown this side of yourself before so these were the first cracks of like y'all think he's the prey he is the predator
0: it's also worth noting that oliver doesn't like runny eggs okay but he has the stomach
1: to be (laughs) a vampire (laughs) again night and day literally night and
0: day and speaking of his predatory behavior he and felix share a bathroom in between their bedrooms and he is stalking felix to the f degree watching this man pleasure himself in that bathtub and ran to go into the tub before all that jizz water went down
1: sink I turned my head on this. I knew it was coming. And I just could not sit and watch this scene with him sucking that drain for dear life. Couldn't watch it. I had
0: to constantly remind myself that this is acting and everything that he licked had to have been probably brand new or clean. But it's just the idea of what...
1: Barry was had, committed. Barry was committed.
0: The way he was kissing that tub, I was like, he would be a phenomenal kisser in real life.
1: Or, something. <laughs> or um, something. Or something. So, do you think that Felix had some level of awareness, though, with leaving that door cracked? Thank you. Because that was a nice size crack in that door. It
0: was a nice size crag and Lutz Felix just didn't think he was going to do what he did initially. It was like, ah, oh, I'm here. So it's my wiener. How about I
1: go? Yeah. But part of <laughs> me feels like Felix is one of those types that he wants everybody to
0: want, want him. him. He's a tease. Absolutely. And to
1: want him in his orbit, like even sometimes as far as a male heterosexual dynamic, as far as Felix is concerned anyway, the way he's portrayed. They he was very um physical with Oliver. He would kiss him on the cheek. He would do a lot of physical things with him that would would not necessarily be the norm. But again, I think there was he liked to play with him a little bit. I felt like.
0: I think so what they say homoeroticism like what was the deal with their relationship it's like were they attracted to each other or
1: not? Nah? well it, I think it's clear that it seems like Oliver is attracted to him but was Felix attracted to Oliver they always may seem like no he just likes women but part of me just feels like either he was open to the idea or he just wanted everybody to like him in that way well,
0: or he could just simply be that magnetic of a person and just couldn't help it. I do think that Felix was a tease, though. I think he liked people to like him. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that. Let's talk about Farley. Farley is Felix's cousin. Uh, based off of some family dynamics, Felix's parents are paying for Farley's way through school. Farley is just as popular as Felix, essentially part of the in crowd. He was very skeptical of Oliver from day one, especially when he started hanging out with Felix. Was it jealousy or do you think he smells something
1: in the water? The second, the latter. I think to my point earlier, Felix was not thinking clearly before letting someone get that close to him like I'm gonna need to do a background check bro I don't know what your intentions are and I think Farley now granted Farley is a cruel person in my opinion with yes his personality type and the way he chose to go about stuff because I mean he talked shit about Oliver before he even knew Oliver yep. the first <laughs> encounter they ever had you know, Absolutely. and so I'm like, you are the definition of a mean girl, boy personality. Yes, yes. But he was also more discerning to get a better understanding early that Oliver, Oliver ain't the one. But his discernment to me was still based on his own privilege and his own thoughts about his position within the family more so yes. than knowing whether Oliver was a good person or not.
0: I agree. I did feel like there was a level of discernment, but I. Also, felt like there was a level of jealousy and in, inattention. In like, Felix's mom was like, Oh, we're gonna have a birthday party at the estate. Midsummer Night's Dream, which is my dream, by the way. It's one of my favorite Shakespearean comedies. And I have a summer birthday, and I'm one of my goals in life is to have a Midsummer Night's Dream themed. You should birthday. do it, it'll happen but she was like invite all your friends and he was like what friends
1: cruel cool. like I said you don't know this man life you don't know nothing about him took me out I mean but he again. also was like what like he reminds me of when we did our ever after recap the sister who was the nicer sister but you could tell she was one step from being the servant <laughs> yeah that's Farley but you know she was nice obviously but that's Farley I feel like that's his position like he's on the brink of being Oliver and he does not want to be that whatsoever being a scholarship kid being poor yeah he's worried about being poor not that he even knows whether Oliver's poor or not. poor to him is middle class well speaking of Oliver's
0: family standing. Felix, wanting to surprise his little friend ahead of his birthday party.
1: Not his little friend. (laughs) You bring your little friend? (laughs) Took him to a home
0: visit and it was revealed that Oliver came from a well-to-do middle-class family. Married,
1: parents and all. Daddy not
0: dead. And the way he was lying to his parents, I'm like, y'all believe all of these lies? The Rowan team, the top of your class, like, you ain't asking for no proof pictures.
1: In this scene, I was like, where did y'all go wrong with him? Like,
0: and this is where I feel like sometimes parenting is, is a source, but some of this stuff people are just born with, in my personal opinion.
1: or something. Because I'm like, yo, y'all seem well-adjusted. Y'all seem normal. Y'all love him. Yes. Y'all have supported him. Your mama made a whole meal for you for your birthday. Talked about it- the family vacations with your sisters that you lied about not having. Where did we go wrong with you? And to what extent would y'all ever know unless he became a serial killer? Pathological liar.
0: And, you know, I'm sitting up asking for motivation. But for people like him, there could be no reason outside of him wanting to
1: that's exactly that's exactly what it seems like it is it's like you created this whole fantasy life and not even just that it seemed like you had such a disregard for your parents yes no respect felix still
0: brought oliver back to his house he sh- in my opinion he should have just left him
1: when left did his think? ass yeah absolutely left your ass where i found you I would not have even handled it as nicely as Felix did. I'm not gonna sit here and laugh and play along and all of this. To me, that was a little bit of his age. Cause as an adult, yeah. it's like, let's cut the shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know we what's ain't happening. For it. Your we son ain't told me you were dead. He said he ain't have no uh other siblings. He said, Mom, you was strung out, so I am shocked <laughs> and appalled, and I'ma take my black ass on home. So y'all be blessed. I'ma see y'all later. Nah, we not going to. I'm going to turn it straight into Cat Williams at that moment. Head, <laughs> head and hand gestures. Give me my uh, brown liquor. Get me the fuck up out of here. Because I don't know <laughs> who your son really is. This is terrifying. Oh my
0: God. But the rationale to bringing this man back to his house was that the party was still going on. And I guess when you are an aristocrat, the party apparently is paramount. Ashley
1: I also wonder if Felix was embarrassed because like when Oliver was like please don't tell your family he was like are you kidding mate this is bad this is sick enough I'm thinking like I would have absolutely told my family like this imposter over here over here needs to get the fuck up out of here like didn't nobody care that it was Oliver's party we still gonna party regardless (laughs) no one cares
0: I think this party is one of the reasons why I did enjoy the film because I thought it was shot beautifully I liked the use of color Red, I'm sure was symbol symbolic of something um in some of the interviews that I was looking into Emerald is a fan of freaking Stanley Kubrick and so I'm like oh
1: you and these-
0: I know but he's like way too he's like a Rubik's Cube and honestly I can't think of anything off the top of my head but he's just entirely way too complex for me sometimes for me to just be like okay This meaning means what? Oh, how did you deduce
1: that that was what he was trying to do in that five second clip? Like, (laughs) this is that's film school stuff. Somebody break it down.
0: (laughs) But I thought it was visually stunning and I loved everybody's um, outfits. And I'm sure Oliver Horns represented something as well as Felix Wings because that Lambreth, that Lambreth, and uh, the Manatar had a lot of symbolism in it. And I'll get into that in a minute. But my question to you, Ashley, is how would you handle having an epic birthday party and not knowing nobody's name?
1: Would you enjoy yourself? I think it would be isolating. I think I would feel lonely. But for Oliver, I know the only person he cared about attention was Felix. And after what happened he's even more distraught because now the one person that you're obsessed with um, doesn't want anything to do with you. So I don't even know if he cared about anything else and all the people that attended, all all he needed was Felix. If Felix had been in his corner, he would have been just fine. But when he lost Felix, he lost everything.
0: Well, Ashley, he absolutely did lose Felix because Felix is dead the next day after an epic confrontation between the two i don't think anything was truly resolved
1: in that conversation but
0: no, yeah but when he
1: said i know who you are and you make my blood run cold or something like that people yes. said i was like yeah yep.
0: i was a bit confused when felix was found dead because i'm like well who killed him because oliver was obsessed with him but then it we'll get there but it's like people's obsessions can truly turn deadly and then I'm like well then how and why right
1: it was really sad everybody was so utterly devastated and to have to find him the way they found him and I was like in what manner did like how does he look you know what I'm saying like and when the dad comes and is just so in disbelief that he he reverts to thinking like oh if we just warm you up you'll come back to life like I was like oh my god like this is this is this is a level of grief that is hard to um even sit and watch
0: yeah I literally put in my notes like what is wrong with his father because it was delusional kids mm-hmm. is like sir and he was quirky throughout the whole he was um maybe and I always think it's interesting that we give rich people passes on being eccentric when it could just simply be (laughs) inbreeding
1: Mm -hmm. or some other level of, you know, just, just uh magnified mental illness, because sometimes I think when people rely on you for financial gain, they're less likely to help you and stop you from certain behaviors. I mean, look at Kanye West. I feel like there's almost, you know, yeah, there's almost like a um, undercutting of your wellness because I'm so reliant on you financially that if I do anything that takes you out of that, whatever you do, that provides me money is going to be to my detriment. So I'm gonna let you go on and do what you need to do. I mean, obviously, he a lot of his money was inherited. But I'm just saying like his wife was also utterly out of it didn't want to really deal with reality. Look at him, his kids had their own issues. So who
0: was right. going to help them? But the delusional train continued because they sit down for lunch as if one of their own had to be rolled up
1: out the house. When Rosamond Pike gagged, I was like, that would have been me. I'm not going to be crying. I'm not going to be the one overpouring my alcohol and sucking it down. I'm going to be the one throwing up. You expect me to eat while they're wheeling the dead body of my son out of here? I'm going, ain't no way
0: so sad but girl they bury Felix they do the rock ceremony that they excluded Oliver One, I don't know if you noticed that because it's like you may be here but you ain't family mm. again Oliver was so distraught that he was fucking the grave
1: oh, scene three that was blown up on social media that I saw prior to the film um I don't even know why he didn't just dig up the body and go full out necrophilia because <sighs> him sobbing and fucking the soil. I'm like, bro.
0: I was telling Dave, I was like, I'm sure guys have put their dicks in worse things, I guess. But I.
1: Absolutely. But do I want to see it? Do I need to watch it in a freshly dug grave? One could say it was sexual assault because all of, I mean, Felix didn't ask for this.
0: No consent,
1: and I'm not trying to be funny because sexual assault is not remotely funny.
0: No, not funny.
1: I just after a
0: while, it's like, why? What's the motivation for these choices? Like Oliver Barry
1: Barry was committed. Yes, Barry was committed, and Oliver was um a a different type of person. A different type of person again. We see these reveals, right? These reveals of this person under this mask that he's wearing. And every time it's like, I think you're a little disturbed. Little is being generous. It is. Because even Felix said, I think you need help. Like before he died, he was like, I think you need to see. I think you need to talk to someone. I think you need some help. Oliver's interaction
0: with Venetia was pretty epic because for me, it showed that she was actually lucid i mean we had a little bit of this at the dinner party when oliver stopped his interaction with her because to that conversation we were having about felix and oliver orbiting each other having the sexual tension with each other he did not like his sister quote-unquote playing with his toys so she was disappointing and heartbroken but she understood Again, that was a very interesting family dynamic too because it's like, are you trying to steal his things like his friends? But then why is he so possessive mm-hmm. over people in that way? But she's in the tubs and Stranger Danger. She, I really appreciated what she was like, you know, at first I thought you were a Spider-Man, but you're actually a moth. You seem quiet and harmless, but you made all your holes.
1: You I ate him like, up and licked the plate she had some good dialogue in that scene
0: she did and the next time we see her she is dead so i'm just like what the fuck is going on right
1: (laughs) who is doing this well at that point it's like oliver is now killing everyone like that was obvious to me with that like you're in close proximity to both of these siblings they're both saying things to you that give the um impression that they're done with you they figured you out they don't want anything else to do with you and they both end up dead oh you're killing them
0: but it was rosen's character who wanted to keep him around she i'm like has, sis she was blinded by grief she had to have been
1: yeah she has no idea clearly uh what's been going on that she would have any thought that unlike the father who had the complete opposite reaction of like hey i mean did you to get the fuck up out of here And he, how's he more lucid than her?
0: That was my question to you. I, how was that possible? How much would you ask for Ashley? (laughs) We're at least in
1: the millions. Easy. We're at least in the millions.
0: Would you rather take the money or take the estate?
1: Well, I don't think the estate was um, a a up for grabs. uh, So I'm going to take the money.
0: It was absolutely up for grabs, Ashley, because we're going to get there.
1: Well, I mean, in this particular moment where he's asking Oliver this to leave. But
0: this is a general question I'm asking oh, you. Oh, well,
1: if it's just a general question, then obviously the estate is going to hold more value than uh, a payout. So, if, that, if that's the question.
0: <laughs> Apparently, Oliver did take the money and he left.
1: I was unclear on the time jump, though. Yeah, they didn't say exactly how long it was because Roseman Pike didn't really seem to have aged.
0: Agreed. We, she we changed see her, her again. hair. Yeah. But and Still he same. did come off a little bit more mature. I will give him that. Um, but they see each other in the future and she's ecstatic uh to reconnect with Oliver. I feel like some of these cuts were so so aggressive. Because it's like I think it kind of spoke to how vicious his actions were. Mm. Roseman Pike is on life support and he was talking to her the whole time. You know, the film starts off with an older, mature Oliver speaking about this one summer in 2006 with Felix and his family. I was under the impression it was some type of, you know, documentary or some type of interview, but it was essentially him telling her what actually went down, all of his actions. Did it make sense for you when you got the grand reveal of him essentially being a wolf in sheep's clothing?
1: Well, yeah, because again, I had already read the whole synopsis of the film. So I already knew that this is what it came down to. But to see it was still pretty visceral, especially when he rips that... Too, too bad her throat. I actually turned my head on that scene because I was or that part. I was like, "I, I damn, like you have no regard for this lady's life whatsoever. Like damn, and obviously to realize that he was able to get away with destroying this entire family is mind blowing to me. He managed
0: to convince her
1: to sign over the estate to him, and once that happened. He progressed the timeline of her death. He's not fine enough for all this. That's what I'm telling you. Ain't no way. He's not fine enough for all this. What are we what are we saying? Is this whole conversation about Eat the Rich? Ah.
0: Uh, you know uh, what's funny? Before you answer that, Emerald, this is her world. She comes from a fluent people in Britain. She attended Oxford. And I don't know, is she making a a movie saying that rich uh, not all rich people are bad or something like
1: what could have been her motivation feels like a revenge fantasy to me more than anything then what family did is it? she is she speaking to with having an oliver come and kill them all i mean oliver at the end when he says what did i love felix yes but I also hated him i hated all of you for people who are in unfortunate positions in society deal with injustice deal with all sorts of issues and ailments this would make more sense to me but this middle class privileged white man going on this revenge fantasy didn't really feed anything in my soul like to me it just felt like what makes you deserving of this wealth any more than they were like what makes you feel like you were the one who deserved to come in and kill all of right. these human beings and take Free over the game. family estate? Like right. it didn't it didn't feel good to me at all. It didn't serve anything within me. I didn't think like, oh, I'm behind you. Like one of the biggest differences for me with this film versus like a you, which I love with Pim yes. Badgley, is right. you are so psychologically reeled in into you that you root for him to kill people you root for him to get away with the things he does I never felt like that for a single second in saltburn I never felt like that he's bad as as much shit as Venetia or the mom or anybody could talk or do I never felt like they deserve to die like this
0: I agree murder on the dance floor is apparently trending (laughs) as a result
1: it's a suggested um... song on Instagram like one of the Is songs it? they recommend when you're adding music to a post. Yeah. I did a post for us today. It was one of the songs. I'm like, really? It was like the second song recommended.
0: Did you think they did a good job capturing the early 2000s? This was our this was our era. Sure.
1: I mean, it did. There was no signature um, things for me that felt relatable necessarily from that time. But sure. I mean, so
0: I'm looking at Screen Rant. They have this article called 10 Hidden Details and References in Saltburn. It it was actually quite fascinating. Some of my favorite is the Greek mythology, the the Minotaur, um, the Labyrinth, which is everybody thinks of the Shining, but the Minotaur was trapped in the Labyrinth in the Greek mythology and was killed by, I believe his name was like Theseus. Apparently... Venetia overpouring her wine was foreshadowing her death because she died in a tub of blood. Yeah, the Theseus statue apparently represented Ali, who essentially tricks um, Rosemond Pike's character into giving him salt burn upon her death, which, which directly, unbeknownst um, to her, led to her death. I, I think overall, when it comes to this film, it did feel a bit epic in terms of like is this some type of Shakespearean you know Greek mythology like it, it did give that level of richness in terms of um uh some of the drama but to your point Ashley I agree I felt like it would have been nice to know more about Ali's motivations for targeting this family in particular because apparently Felix was on the hit list from day one <laughs> right day one it's like how did you know he was the one to to do this to for you know what with. i mean
1: exactly also we're farley and lurch like they gonna have to come back around at some point in time they are not like lurch works there so what is he gonna think of all this is he gonna kill him too and you then mean farley, Dur- duncan yeah i'm calling him lurch because i ain't remember his name. and <laughs> then sorry yeah And then Farley, like, I can imagine he would hear about the fact that now the whole family is dead and Oliver has inherited the estate. So I almost feel like I needed a a epilogue to get a better understanding of how those loose ends would be tied up. Final thoughts. I mean, those are really my final thoughts. I'm I'm glad that this was not as disgusting as I imagined it was going to be. I'm glad it was a richer story than I thought it was going to be. And like I said, Barry, now I've seen him in this. I've seen him in the Eternals. I've seen him as that version of Joker. I'm curious to see what he's going to do next because I feel like he's very talented in his performances. And the sky's the limit for her. Based off of, you know, probably the acclaim he's going to get for a lot of these, um, what he's going to do next. So
0: he has a very intense look that's really great for villainy. Um,
1: I mean, again, I was thinking to him about From the Joker, because even before the Eternals, I think I saw him as that. And so, yeah, he, I think he's going to play a lot of interesting characters over the course of his career. Um, but just like I did not necessarily love a promising young woman. Especially that ending. I can't say I love this film either. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to see what Emerald does next.
0: <laughs> exactly. I feel like, you know, this just came to me. I feel like knives out and Saltburn are kind of like cousins in a way. Obviously, in wow. in terms of like this narrative when it comes to wealth and rich people. Granted, knives out is humorous and doesn't have any disturbing.
1: <laughs> this is a little more white lotus. Sexually. this is a little more white lotus to me than you it think is so. Oh, especially that second season. Yeah, the yeah, idea of like you yeah. know, somebody who's rich and like trying to kill them. Yeah. Touche.
0: Yeah, Salburn, we did it, y'all. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into our hidden gems,
1: Ashley. All right. I have two this week, both via Netflix. The first one is Good Grief. Um, I love Dan Levy. I think I watch everything that Dan Levy is in, Period. writes, produces, directs. I'm a big fan. And so if he I wasn't saw this
0: into men. I if I were single, I would have the biggest crush on him. I'm I still like...
1: have a crush on him. I mean <laughs> sexuality is a spectrum. And so <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> I saw this one pop up as like a coming soon. And so I knew it was going to be hitting. And I gave it the, the the watch over the weekend. It was a more emotional turn for him. Because the premise is him dealing with the grief of losing his significant other. And the friendships he has with two of his best friends and all of that. And so it was a bit of an emotional journey. But... I enjoyed it because, you know, it's a millennial age range. It's relatable to me in a lot of ways in terms of, um, you know, just trying to figure, figure yourself out, trying to figure your life out. And I think grief is always an interesting uh, story to get an understanding of and see how people deal with it. And so I thought it was pretty well done actually and I enjoyed it uh as a project from Dan. My second is The Brother's Son on Netflix, another one that I had knew was like coming yeah. at some point with Michelle Yeoh My and
0: Penelope told me to watch it. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed This Ride. It was martial arts obviously, but it was also like family dynamics and it had a lot of humor, it also had some heart and it was a good ride like i i enjoyed it quite a bit michelle yo is such a force that (laughs) i don't think you can be too disappointed with any project she's ever in but her two sons the two gentlemen who play her sons were delightful as well and i was not familiar with them before this project so i i I enjoyed this ride and that's the brother's son on netflix what you got delora
0: I have two hidden gems this week. The first is the highly anticipated Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, available on Disney+. Plus. I chose this one because I've been on this ride since it premiered December 19th and um, it's cute. It's cute. I feel like they're going to try to make this a little bit more serious than the movies in terms of like the epic journey. But it's still really cute because it's not as much humor in in this one as as the movies there are times where I feel like it is a little slow but I adore Greek mythology and I'm really excited that there's a little black girl in the lead so I'm I'm following this series along and I I look forward to uh, speaking to it further once This season one wraps up, but it's doing extremely well. The numbers are quite intense. Um, Mm. Disney um, should be very happy. (laughs) I thought it'd be a good tie-in to the movie we just finished, Saul Burn*, and all its Greek mythology references. So, Percy Jackson. The second one, also connecting to our current recap, is the Talented... Mr. Ripley. This film came out in 1999, starring Matt Damon, Jude Law, and Gwyneth Paltrow. The reason why I chose this movie as a hymn is because, one, it's quite good, um, and then, two, <laughs> I saw this on social media and it tickled me. They were like, the talented Mr. Ripley walks who saw it burn couldn't run, and somebody was like, no the talented Mr. Ripley doll walked <laughs> salt burn because it's like this is a better film like if you want the unsuspected hero and things hitting the fan at the very end this is definitely a movie for you and it's really good it's on Hulu
1: I, I thought as soon as I heard the premise that it reminded me of talented Mr. Ripley, but I've heard that Emerald doesn't has shied away from that as a reference point. So after I read the synopsis of Saltburn, I went back and reread the synopsis of the talented Mr. Ripley. And I was like, where's the lie? There, there isn't any. No. It's it's giving Cat Williams. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Speaking the truth now. <laughs> All of 2024. Oh, so there there you have it. Thank y'all so much for listening to this recap. Absolutely, we made it through. Oh, my goodness, please leave some comments on this recap, guys. I've got to know how y'all feel about sitting through Saltburn as well. Was it not as bad as you thought? Was it worse than you thought? Did you enjoy the performances? All the things we appreciate y'all. We'll be back. Please share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones. We appreciate you. We'll be back, but in the meantime, as always, be blessed.